Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, April 17th. On this date in 1961, it was a disaster in Cuba. Some 1,500 CIA-trained Cuban exiles launched the Bay of Pigs invasion. It was an attempt to topple Cuban dictator Fidel Castro, but Castro's forces crushed the incursion by the third day. On this date in 1964, the Ford Motor Company launched a new model at the New York World's Fair, and you couldn't call that a disaster. In fact, it became one of the most well-known cars on the road. Can you guess which Ford car I'm talking about? I'll have that answer in just a bit. But first, let's head over to the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for a look at your Monday forecast. And good Monday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Silvine. Some clouds outside this morning will be clearing out as the day wears on. Thinning out temperatures in the upper 50s and 60s to start out today. Be near 70 at lunchtime. We go up in the low to mid 70s. Very comfortable for high temperatures this afternoon. The sky will be mostly clear tonight. Temperatures tomorrow morning starting out a little cooler around 52 degrees. 80 though tomorrow afternoon will start to warm things up mid 80s Wednesday Thursday Friday with lots of sunshine will be a cold front this weekend that may bring a couple of showers and storms Saturday or Sunday highs and low 80s Saturday mid 70s Sunday you're listening to morning y'all your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the low country's news leader live five news now let's get to your morning headlines that's something that, you know, you usually read in the newspaper or you see on television. That's something that you never thought would happen here. A little small town, everybody gets along, but uh, only God knows. Authorities say four people were killed and at least 28 were hurt, some critically, in a shooting at a teenager's birthday party in Alabama Saturday night. There was also a deadly shooting this weekend at a park in Louisville, Kentucky, a city that's still mourning last week's mass shooting at a bank. Mark Strassman reports his concerns surrounding gun violence continue to grow. Oh, my God. Dadeville, Alabama, targeted by mindless gun violence. Inside this dance hall, Gunshots rang out. A Sweet 16 party became a mass murder scene. What we've dealt with is something that no community should have to endure. Louisville, Kentucky, also grieving. On Saturday night, at least one shooter fired into a crowd of hundreds in a city park. Two people fell dead, four more wounded, in a community still reeling from last week's bank massacre. This has been an unspeakable week of tragedy for our city. This American front line never seems to go away. What to do about gun violence? Our new CBS News poll shows roughly three in four Americans believe mass shootings are preventable. 62% want to ban the AR-15 semi-automatic rifle. But that idea is DOA at the NRA. At its annual convention this weekend in Indianapolis, one 2024 Republican presidential candidate after another championed the Second Amendment. We don't need gun control. We need crime control. Just three weeks ago, six people died during a mass shooting at a Nashville Christian school. 77% of parents told us gun violence worries them. I have a two-year-old granddaughter. And in her preschool, she's already gone through one lockdown. Senator Mark Kelly on Face the Nation today. 
His wife, former U.S. Representative Gabby Giffords, was shot in the head in 2011. I'm a gun owner. I'm a supporter of the Second Amendment. But we make it so easy for irresponsible people and criminals to get access to firearms. But what about fewer guns or no guns? 81% of liberals say America would be safer, but only 25% of conservatives. Roughly one in five Americans report a shooting death in the family. In Dadeville, Alabama and Louisville, Kentucky, that gun grief hit home on Saturday night. Louisville police have pleaded with the shooter to turn himself in, just as millions of Americans are pleading for an end to this gun violence. Mark Strassman, CBS News, Atlanta. Here at home, a trooper with the South Carolina Highway Patrol is recovering after he was shot during a traffic stop. The State Department of Public Safety says Lieutenant Corporal B.A. Frazier witnessed uh, a car going 20 over the speed limit on Highway 78 in Bamberg County. According to officials, Frazier pulled a car over around 3.30 in the morning yesterday and someone shot Frazier and sped away. He suffered a gunshot wound to the right side of his face and was taken to the hospital. SCDPS says the suspect then led troopers on a chase into Orangeburg County before crashing into a house. SLED continues to investigate. The North Charleston Police Department is asking for information about recent car break-ins. The department is asking for tips or videos after a series of car break-ins across apartments in the Windsor Hill, Ingleside, and Westcott areas. In a Facebook post, police say patrols have increased or have been increased in response to this rash of break-ins. If you have any information, you can contact North Charleston Police through the email on your screen. The State Highway Patrol is investigating a crash in Colleton County that left a person dead. Troopers say around 1.30 a.m. yesterday morning, an SUV collided with a sedan and flipped while traveling south on I-95 near mile marker 45. The driver of the sedan was killed. The passengers and the other vehicles were not hurt. The Colleton County coroner has not released the victim's name. A motion hearing is set to take place today in a lawsuit against Alec Murdoch and his former law firm. Murdoch and his former firm are being accused of not giving a former client his settlement funds. Manuel Santis Cristiani filed a suit after being involved in a car accident back in 2008 and was represented by the Peters, Murdoch, Parker, Eltroth, and Dietrich Law Firm. In addition to not receiving settlement funds, Santis Cristiani also alleges some of that money was put into banks owned by Palmetto State Bank instead of it going to him. Murdoch and his former firm have pushed to get this case dismissed, but have been unsuccessful. Five Harvard students recently won a competition challenging the college students to tackle the complex development issues facing North Charleston. Emily Johnson tells us more about what elements students want to bring to the area in their project. The student's $843 million proposal reimagines an underused area in North Charleston and focuses on creative solutions to help with the city's urban problems, such as severe flooding risks due to rising sea levels. Beating out 84 teams across 39 college campuses, the team was a part of the ULI Heinz Student Competition, which offers graduate students the opportunity to devise a developmental program for a real-life North American city. 
The main elements the Harvard team focused on were urban greenhouses to provide and process local food products, rain gardens and green roofs, solar panels, bike lanes and pedestrian walkways, and affordable housing for lower income areas. The team also wanted to highlight different elements that are already important to the community of North Charleston. It was really important to address the, uh, the riverfront of the Cooper River. Uh, we thought that was a really uh, interesting natural asset that we really wanted to take advantage of. But also, uh, aside kind of being in North Charleston, we are really interested in taking advantage of the, the industrial economy uh, that really drives the city's kind of um, main kind of uh, economy. The five students ended up taking first place in the competition, winning $50,000. They say that they hope a future developer can use their plans to help solve problems in the area. Reporting in Charleston, Emily Johnson, Live 5 News. The Charleston County Public Library is getting ready to open a new branch in North Charleston this week. The Keith Summey North Charleston Library is located on Rivers Avenue. It's set to open Thursday. The new library will be 20,000 square feet with an auditorium, meeting rooms, classrooms, a learning lab, and a creative studio. The public is invited to attend a ribbon-cutting ceremony that's set to take place at 9 o'clock Thursday morning. Thanks, Alicia. Well, a new school building is coming to Charleston County. This morning, there will be a groundbreaking ceremony for the Carolina Voyager Charter School. Our Samantha Popovich, she joins us live from the future school site. Samantha, what can you tell us about the new facility? Good morning. Carolina Voyager Charter School has officially begun its construction and the new school facility will be on Blue Water Way right next to Bolton's Landing Apartments and it will sit on 52,000 square feet of land. Students who will attend Carolina Voyager Charter School are currently being housed in Charleston County School District building that is shared with Pace Academy. Carolina Voyager Charter School Board of Directors Ashley Parr says for the first time since the school was founded in 2014, there will be a, a permanent home for students in kindergarten through eighth grade. She says the school has moved locations twice since 2014. They got their stamp of approval to begin construction in December. She says the new building will have for the school's first time areas designated for teachers, such as workrooms, as well as gymnasium and cafeteria where students can have after school programs. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. So they're actually going to be able to have to, to outfit the school the way they want it. Um, it will be brand new infrastructure, so we'll have all the technology we need. We'll have the playground equipment. The kindergarten classrooms will be able to open up onto free green space for the children, where the middle school will have a multimedia center and all the technology that they need for it. The cost of building this new school was $13 million, and PAR estimates the school will be completed by winter of this year, but will officially open its doors in August of 2024 to students. Reporting live in West Ashley, Samantha Popovic, Live 5 News. Thanks, Samantha. Well, the enrollment number of 420 students, which is two classes per grade, will remain the same. Admissions for the school is through the Charleston County School District's randomized school lottery. The Berkeley County School District is looking to get the community involved with finding ways to best support students. One way the district hopes to do this is through new nights in community sessions. These community sessions target specific attendance zones and communities. Residents are invited to attend a session happening in their area for a chance to sit down 
with Superintendent Dr. Anthony Dixon and other district office employees to express what they would like to see happening in Berkeley County Schools. The next session is set for tonight from 6 to 7.30 at the Berkeley County School District Nutrition Office on Main Street. Another session is scheduled for April 24th. We have a link to register on live5news.com. Just go ahead and look under the big red box. At the top of the show, I told you that on this date in 1964, the Ford Motor Company held a big unveiling at the New York World's Fair. The vehicle that made its debut 59 years ago was the Ford Mustang. It's the longest produced model in the Ford portfolio. Happy anniversary to the Mustang. And celebrating birthdays today, actress Olivia Hussey is 72, actress Jennifer Garner is 51, and actress Dee Dee Davis from the Bernie Mac Show is 27. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I hope you have a great Monday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.